Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to morning mass here at St Bride's Church in Canvas Lang, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of James Glancy. Especially welcome to his daughters who are here with us, Maria, Natalie and Nicola, and to son-in-laws Andrew, Brian and Mark, and to grandchildren Amy, Connor and Megan. Welcome to all family members who are here, and of course also family friends as well. Again, because of the restrictions, uh, many people would have liked to have been here with us, but are unable to be present. We send all who are here today their love, their condolences, and an assurance of their prayers. It's only, of course, as you know, a short while since we last stood here in this church, for the funeral of Vicky, Jim's wife. It seems unbelievable in such a short space of time that we should be here now for Jim's funeral. The truth is that he was lost without her and he was inconsolable over these weeks. As things were to work out, they were not to be parted for long and we take comfort in the thought of them together in heaven and what a joy that there will be in that happy meeting. There is great sorrow here for this family today to lose these two people who have meant so much to you. We ask God to heal broken hearts, to bind up wounds, and to give you consolation. Jim himself was a fine man in many ways, and we thank God for his life, what it has meant to you and what it will continue to mean to you. You will always love him, always think about him and always miss him. Today we bring him to this church which he knew so well over a lifetime for Mass, prayers and blessings. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. 
through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and to whom your saints rejoice, full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant James, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame here on earth. For the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God, in whom we hope for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exult, we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. Sweet. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. When we were baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. In other words, when we were baptized, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might have a new life. If in union with Christ we have, been, we have imitated his death, we shall also imitate him in his resurrection. We must realise that our former selves have been crucified with him to destroy this sinful body and to free us from the slavery of sin. When someone dies, of course, they have finished with sin. But we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him. The word of the Lord. Please stand. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord.
over the years, as you know, Jim Clancy was no stranger to illness. There were times over the years when you thought he could never survive, and there were times in which you simply didn't know how he rallied, got better, and went on with his life. He was a mystery that confounded even his doctors and his nurses. Over the years, as you'll know, he was a regular visitor to the hospital for treatments and became well known to the unit that looked after him. I think that he was one of their greatest successes and I'm sure others took great encouragement for the way in which he managed his illness. He was very grateful for the kindness, professionalism and sheer hard work of the doctors and nurses on his behalf. I suppose if he were asked how he had managed it, he would have said it was the grace of God and his own strong spirit. But he would have said also that it was the incredible care and love and attention of the woman who was his wife, Vicky. Her work, her cheerfulness, her positive spirit sustained him in the most difficult of moments that would have been difficult for any individual. She was a remarkable woman in every way and never seemed to tire of looking after him. Of course, things have been different since her death. The wind was out of his sails. Illness came again, and in the end, he was simply no longer strong enough to keep going. In the end, he simply slept away. God called him from this life to heaven. The reading of today's Mass speaks of that hour uh, in terms of a homecoming to the Father's house in which there are many rooms. It's a nice image, a beautiful image, and a profound image of our journey that leads to this door in which we knock and are welcomed in. The lights are on, the table is set, and our place is ready. It's a place place in which there is a welcome for us all, in which we have arrived home. All those years of illness are now over for Jim. That heavy cross that he carried, he can now lay to the side. Jim has reached the end, and for him there is now peace and joy. The door swings open, the table set, place is there and he's welcomed home. Over many years I've known Jim myself as the priest here at St Bride's Church in Canvas Lang and I knew him especially initially through visiting his own mother and father Pat and Annie. He was a regular visitor to them and would often be there uh, when I was in their home at Sherry Heights. He loved his parents very much and they were very fine people indeed and we especially remember Annie and Pat and our mass today. Jim himself was born on the 19th of March St Joseph's Day in 1951. He was born in Henderson Avenue and lived at Westburn. He was the only child but had lots of aunts and uncles and cousins here uh, 
in this area and also in Hamilton as well. He was very close to them. And he was especially fond of his grandparents and lived with them when his parents moved to Woodlands Crescent. He attended St. Charles's Primary School and St. Bride's, uh, but wasn't particularly keen in school, I believe. He told the story very often of being naughty one day and he was put in the teacher's cupboard. Change days, isn't it? Not sure, though, if it was an act of revenge, but the story goes on that he found a packet of biscuits and ate them all. One particular talent uh, that he did have uh, from those young and early days of his life was that he proved to be an excellent footballer. Even after leaving school, he was invited to play for the school team. Not sure how legal that was. He also uh, played semi-professional football for Cambuslang Rangers. And of course, he was passionate about his team, Celtic. He had a season ticket and enjoyed supporting that team all of his life. He was lucky enough to meet uh, Vicky one day in 1970 at an engagement party. The only problem was that they were both dating different people, but that soon got worked out anyway, and they started going out and were married in 1973 at St Mark's Church in Fernhill. They lived initially at Airdrie, and then of course for most of their married life at one coal drive, and were good neighbours uh, to those around about them and friends uh, and all of those that they lived alongside. Both himself and Vicky uh, were to have three girls, Maria, Natalie and Nicola. Each of these were the apple of their parents' eyes. They loved their daughters very much and I know that their daughters loved them very much indeed too. The girls have brought them great happiness and they were very proud indeed of each of them. And they were delighted also when son-in-laws arrived on the scene as well, Andrew and Brian and Mark, and formed a very close family. But when the grandchildren came along, that was moments of unspeakable joy. Amy and Connor and Emily and Megan. And both Jim and Vicky loved these children very much. These young people brought immense joy to their hearts and I hope that in the years to come that they will always remember that special love that their grandparents had for them. He had a strange assortment of jobs over the years, uh, selling, believe it or not, ladies' tights at one occasion, being a salesman, and then also a salesman for food and drinks. He ended his career, his working career, as G4S. Both himself and Vicky loved holidays, loved the sun, loved the beach, and uh, these were great highlights uh, of their life. And they met many uh, friends, uh, the main friends uh, for them uh, on these occasions. In nature, as you know, he was a most cheerful man, light-hearted, joked, was witty, and always saw the funny things, funny side of things. And that cheerful nature helped him very much in those hard days of illness. He was kindly, friendly, open, and he always seemed to see the best in things. Looking back on that long illness, 
you wonder where he got the ability to keep going. The grace of God was certainly with him, for it was a long and difficult illness, but he seemed to be able to keep going and to great resilience. You can't help seeing the hand of God in these days, that both himself and Vicky would not be separated for long, only a few short months before God would reunite them, surely God's providential hand is in all of this. Both himself and Vicky hand on a fine legacy of family life to those who come after them. That special love of family will be building blocks for the rest of life. My mind today especially goes back to Nicola and Mark's wedding. Both Jim and Vicky were both radiant and overjoyed on that day. And that day seems now to be a moment in time, looking back when everything was about to change, a final moment of sheer joy when everything was about to change. And the memory of that happiness on that day will be a great consolation to you all. On the day of their marriage, uh, Jim managed to walk uh, Nicola down the aisle, just, I think. Um, Today, along that same aisle, we bring uh, Jim and rest him here at the altar, here before the altar, where the great prayer of the Mass is offered for him to bring him peace and eternal rest. May you indeed know eternal peace, James, at the end of your life. May God bless you for the joy and happiness that you have brought to many lives. You were a good son to your mother and father, a good husband, a good father, a good grandfather, and a good family man, and a good friend to many. May God reward you, and may you know his peace and his joy at the end of your earthly life. God bless you. Feel
sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant James, finding through your mercy the pardon he sought for his sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise you your glory for all eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him, the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life has changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with angels, archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember James, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. 
Remember also our brothers and sisters, and especially Vicky, who has fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them all into the light of your face, and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sin of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. to you with regard to Holy Communion instead of uh, coming forward uh, because of the restrictions uh, just ask you if you'd like to receive Holy Communion just to stand in your place and obviously to indicate with your hand that you'd like to receive Communion if you don't want to receive Communion but you'd like to receive a blessing then again just to stand and to place your hand on your breast uh, and again if you don't want to receive a blessing or don't want to receive Holy Communion then just remain seated
Let us pray. As we receive these heavenly gifts, we give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant, James, freed through your son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
Me. 